Remember to turn your phone to airplane mode. Oh, yes, I am. Every time. And don't drink your coffee so loudly. Oh, this is turning into a marriage. <laughs> All relationships are marriages with less children. All right, Mr. Show Notes. I think last week's show was so good because we actually prepared a little bit. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like there was the order to the show. We had the updates. It was all, all kind right. of fairly flowing, whereas this week... Hmm, let's, see how we, let's, wing, see, let's see how this goes. Wing on the pants. What's the saying? Wing flying, on the- flying on the pants of the wing. Wing of pants flying. <laughs> uh, flying by the seat of your pants. Yes. <laughs> or you're going to wing it. Right. Not both together. <laughs> Not the, the winged pants, sadly. Although winged pants would be amazing. <laughs> so I think, I think there's a little bit of an update that we need to do. So we recommended mm. some podcasts last week. Okay. I recommended Missing Richard Simmons. Amazing show. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely amazing. I'm absolutely hooked. Even, even Sandra is hooked. There you go. Well, she is the yardstick for good taste in this relationship. I think so, maybe. Mm-hmm. She is a big podcast fanatic because of us. We have converted her. Um, and yeah, it's such a great show. Like, I think it's really well put together. Uh, intriguing story. It is scratching that serial itch. Mm. Um, good. But like you said, like in a really good way, like I feel okay about this. Because he is a friend of Richard Simmons. Right, and they actually knew each other before. Right. There's an established relationship there. Just as a recap. He had dinner <laughs> with Richard Simmons. Just as a recap, um, this is a podcast that's uh, about Richard Simmons and how he's sort of been... Missing. Missing for like the past two or three years. Great title. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's just like lots of things about the show that I really like. Um, for example, I like... I like the intro music, which is from Swiss Army Man. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I have not. I get that confused with the farting corpse. That is the farting corpse one. Oh, that is the farting corpse one. Okay, <laughs> yeah. right. Okay, there you go. That's the one thing I know about that, about that movie. Have you, you haven't watched it? No. <laughs> I mean, based on that, you know, synopsis alone, right. it's not going to make me watch that movie. Mm. Well, actually. Mm. It's such a strange, magical movie. Mm. Maybe I should watch it then. Yeah, it's you. I mean, there's like equal parts of gross and amazing and absolutely funny for like the wrong reasons. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think really. And it stars Harry Potter. It stars Daniel Radcliffe, mm. not Daniel Sadcliffe. <laughs> um, and uh, I think his name is Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Mm, oh, he was like uh, in Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, he was the other things. the quiet guy in Little mm. Miss Sunshine. Also, a very good indie actor. But yeah, excellent, excellent song. And I think it sets up the, the, the tone for the show. Anyway, you should listen to it. It's great. Okay. Not you. Oh. Not you, Edwin. Hello. You recommended it to me. Right. I'm saying you, the listener, should listen to it. Have you caught up? Uh, there yes. Are four episodes, I think. I just heard the last. No, no. I haven't heard the last one. The last mm. one that I heard was um, how Richard Simmons' friend thought that to... Moro. Teresa, yeah, mm, okay. is yes. what he believes she is to be. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to give anything away. No. Uh, they go to New Orleans uh, this week. So yep. yeah, new episode every Wednesday. Yep. Check it out. In regards to podcasts, I have a little bit of announcement. I don't know if it's too forward for me to say it on this show. 
I'm sitting down, so I'm ready for announcements. <laughs> On the wing of your pants? Very good. <laughs> I have started another podcast. Am I on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you have been a, a great sort of, um, I guess, influential person of feedback. Oh, dear. Wow. I put that on my business show. cards, by the way. <laughs> influential person uh, for podcasts. <laughs> uh, feedback. As well. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I launched a new show. It's called Story Mode. Great name. Uh, if you go to storymode.fm. Mm. You got the FM, nice. I did. I mean, don't get me started on the FM domain, but (laughs) I realize it's a thing and do we kind of have to go with it? I kind of dig it. I think it, I mean, there is no really any other sort of sentiment and like an abbreviation Mm. that regards to... Is there not .podcast? I think there is. Oh, Oh, well, I guess we do have, is this the .show? That's that's so hard to tell people though, because... yeah. The idea of having strange domain names, or not strange, but different domain names, hasn't really entered the popular zeitgeist. Hello. Uh, <laughs> so you tell people, oh, just go to, is this the dot show? And they're like, uh, what? Is it? Yeah. what? Whereas you, you go, oh, me? just go to, is this the show.com? They're like, oh yeah, great. Um, so storymode.fm, nice. Yeah. So it's, it's about uh, a podcast that regards games or even video games. And what I do is... Which is pretty much what you try and turn this show into every week. So I'm glad you now have an outlet for that. Exactly. Yeah. But I still like to talk about mobile games and other stuff on this show. Because mm. I think people Dumb it down for me. It. I appreciate yeah. that. You know, find the common ground. <laughs> um, so Story Mode is going to be about like uh, taking you on the one hour journey or like the first hour journey of each game that I play. Sort of like think about it as a reply all or a this American life for video games. But also like a sort of a React video at the same time, but like a lot better. So I'm still I'm still <laughs> struggling with that, right? Like yeah. I think some games just doesn't fit the React model where you hear me in real time reacting to it. Mm, okay. the, the first episode that I have on the show actually has uh, a, a side track where you can hear me reacting to some of the stuff that's happening just because it's, mm-hmm. it's such a reactive game. And what game are you playing? Uh, the first game that I played was Resident Evil 7. Uh, very scary game. So. It's quite scary for me, and I I was scared listening to it. <laughs> but I am a complete wuss, so right. Don't let I mean, that put you off. Imagine if you were also seeing the visuals of it; it yeah, would have made you even more scary, yeah, or more scared. Exactly. So I, I will not be playing this game, but I'm glad you kind of played it on my behalf, and <laughs> I can vicariously experience this. Right. So that's that's the whole point of it, um, and to take you on what it might feel like to actually play the game. Uh, without actually playing it, but taking you on an audio adventure, mm. painting the picture in your mind. It's definitely nice to hear to hear you in a more uh, scripted or formalized or at least a more narrative setting rather than just uh, shooting the shit with me every week. <laughs> right. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's given me uh, an opportunity to do a little bit of writing, like you said, um, which is interesting because I don't think I am a good writer, but writing out what I'm thinking in a more careful way helps me become a better writer, I think. So check it out. Storymode.fm. First episode out now. Yes. Every two weeks, we're going to have a new episode. That is my goal, every two weeks. Excellent. Um, The next one is going to be for a game called Horizon. Uh, Stay tuned for the end of the show, because we'll put a little teaser of Story Mode at the end of this episode. Great. So check it out. That's uh, right. I'd love that. Just made more editing work for myself, but okay. (laughs) You're worth it, Sam. (laughs) I think there's another podcast I wanted to talk to you about, which actually I listened to on your recommendation, even though I don't think you realized it, huh. which is Pod Save America. 
Oh, yes. I did recommend it. I think you recommended it in one of the Slack channels at work. Right. Um, that is correct. You don't think you've ever, you haven't recommended it to my face before? No. Just to your Slack face. <laughs> yes. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. It's amazing how much they actually go through with such intelligence and how fast they turn around each episode. So they put out like two or three episodes a week. And this is, we should probably give a quick uh, synopsis of this. Mm-hmm. This is... In fact, have we talked about this before? I feel you've, you've you explaining who John Favreau before. I feel like this has happened. I think I explained it past. through uh, social media. So John Favreau, not Iron Man, right? Head of security uh, and director of <laughs> Iron Man One. <laughs> yeah, and Monica's boyfriend in Friends. Yep, that same guy. Not him. Or the chef in the indie movie Chef. Oh, he's on not, my list of things to watch. Yeah. Not him, but he was, but another John Favreau who was Obama's head speechwriter for his first term. Yeah, for the first term, I believe. Mm. And then a bunch of other people who I probably should know, but they're like pretty hardcore uh, political aides, people who have been working in the White House, Mm kind of know how this shit works. Every week they put out two or three shows where they sort of. Well, there's a lot of material. What is happening? Yes, there is a lot of material to sift through. Yep. I think there's two things happening. I appreciate it because it's a kind of a rational knowing and uh, look at what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. in the White House right now from people who will kind of understand how this stuff worked in the past yes. and can sort of peel away the uh, hysteria or clickbaitiness of some of the reporting we get mm-hmm. and can eloquently talk about kind of what's happening and why. Right. And they're also funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am slightly worried that this sort of just enhances my lefty liberal bubble like, do right. I like it because, oh, yes, they say all the things that I agree with. But that said, I think last week they did have a Republican come on the show and be mm-hmm. interviewed. So I kind of appreciate that they, while you know recognizing they are very lefty and liberal, they are still trying to get balance and not just be uh, kind of a, a lefty refuge from, uh, from the world. The reason why I like it is because um, they're obviously in this world and this is what they live and breathe, right? This, yeah. is, this is the stuff that they do for a living. Um, and it's sort of like uh, the way they talk about it, they don't dumb it down in any way, but at the same time, it's very engaging and um, educational for me. And soothing. Yeah. Somehow just like... Th- it's comforting. Yes, because you're like, oh man, okay, this is completely bonkers what's happening. Right. Yet they can still... I don't know, why is it, why is it soothing? It shouldn't be. It should be horrifying, but somehow... There are a lot of assurances that they give. Um, but they also, the way they speak about it isn't in like full panic mode. It's, you know, it's very intellectual and they step through everything, which gives that assurance. Um, but at the same time, like to me, it's sort of like listening to two really good filmmakers that have made films before talk about a new film that's just like batshit crazy, right? <laughs> so they give really good references as to like why this is crazy Yes. And yeah. like what type of materials this film is trying to do from like other movies that they've seen, right? Yes. If you take yeah. that example and like put it into the context of the politics that's happening right now, um, you know, it paints a better picture and makes you understand it a little bit more. So definitely recommend it. And you bought a Nintendo Switch. I did. So do you know what the Nintendo Switch is? Uh, 300 bucks. Get yourself a new little Nintendo console. I don't know. I think since the announcement, the excitement has worn off a little bit for me. For you. So I think I am now more like a wait and see 
kind of approach rather than I must have it on the day it launches, which I think no one will be surprised about considering my console gaming history. That's true. <laughs> but I've been following the launch. Seems to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's a viral video of all the problems the Nintendo Switch has. Of course. Which is, mm, I'm not sure how true that is, I think. Yeah. When you're shipping millions of units. QA is a bit of an issue. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't seen or have personally spoken to anyone that have been affected by mm-hmm. any of the QA issues that I saw in that video. Um, I know I haven't faced any of those QA issues, um, but it does seem to be a problem, and I hope that Nintendo addresses it pretty effectively because it kind of sucks. Like, you just bought this new console and you're enjoying your game, and this actually prevents that from happening. So um, you've, uh, when did you buy it? Did you buy it the day it came out? I did buy it the day that it came out, but I did not buy it personally. I had a coworker who went to the Nintendo store to check it out, um, actually buy one um, for me. Like he, he was going to buy it for himself, um, but he was going to go on a vacation and he decided that he really didn't want to take it on with him on the vacation. So he just sold it to me. So I was very you would have thought it'd be that. ideal for a vacation. Yeah. So take the, on the while on the plane. So Brent, thank you. Yes. So uh, he he bought it for me, and uh, yeah, I've been playing it ever since. And it's um, I have to say, it's a great little console. So there's been talk about the sort of lack <laughs> of games mm-hmm. at the at, at launch. Right. I mean, Zelda is the main one that even I've heard of. Yep. So Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is the game. It's sort of the launch title. That's a big halitosis headliner. of the wild. <laughs> Listerine of the wild. <laughs> um, it's it's a great game. Um, and I'm going to do a story mode episode about it. Oh, exciting. Okay. Uh, I think the best thing that I like about the Switch is that it is a portable console. It's mm. very much a portable console that you can actually play on your screen. Um, but the fact that there are no compromises when you're in this portable mode... That, to me, is kind of a game changer. Because if you think about like other portable consoles that have been created before, outside of like the 3DS, which is sort of low-powered and doesn't really feel like a next-generation console. So I'm trying to think of some, like the PlayStation Go? No. No, the, uh, the Sony Vita. They call uh, it, the I don't Vita. know if it's called the PlayStation Vita, but it's called the Sony Vita. Mm. Oh, because you had that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all of the games on that console... Unless it was like an exclusive game for that console, um, there are either like ports or remakes or other variations of um, like a PS4 game that's gotten oh, remade into right. the Vita, right? Mm. So you felt a lot of compromises that were being made. Yeah, same for, for the Game Boy. Right. Well, for the... <laughs> this is like the last... <laughs> this is my reference <laughs> of portable gaming. <laughs> So the Game Boy, I mean, that's different, right? Like, it, it was very much a portable console, but it, it acted like a portable console. Like, the games were lower fidelity. You know, it was mainly in 2D. Um, if you think about, like, 3DS games, it was in 3D, but it had, like, low polygon counts, right? Sure, it was I'll like take a word the, for it. The, like, the pictures were blockier. Mm. <laughs> right. This is not good. But with this, it actually feels like, from the ground up, like, these games were made this console um and so they they look better than what i feel are like wii u games or like maybe even like playstation 3 games maybe so far um and you can tell like there aren't any compromises like the frame rates is great the the you know the the controls on the console actually feel great and like they should so 
the yeah. Joy Cons, if you will. The Joy Cons, <laughs> very good. Can't quite get on board with that name. I mean, if they don't name their Nintendo conference Joy Con, they are missing out. <laughs> I'll be very upset. I'm looking forward to more games that come out. Uh, Legend of Zelda is going to keep me occupied for quite a while because it mm. is an extensive game. Did you play Zelda back in the day? Back in the day, meaning like the previous iterations? I don't know. I know I nothing about Zelda. They come out like every I'm two years. I'm a complete years. Zelda doofus. Like for some reason, I've just never played Zelda. Somehow it just never came across my radar. Gotcha. Well, the bad news is that I think this game is pretty advanced for if you if you haven't been playing modern video games um the controls are pretty intricate yeah they're they're like full-on console control motifs so mm. i watched a, Buzz, a buzzfeed video because of course i did mm-hmm. uh, about people playing uh, breath of the wind wild breath of the wild palatosis of the wild <laughs> yes yes and they were very excited and yeah. I, from their reactions there seems to be a lot of like in jokes or not in jokes but like references to the previous games and all this shit and they're like oh my god this is the thing from the other thing mm. uh which is all of course entirely lost on me but yes. they were very excited and they seem to enjoy it a lot and since i get all my news from buzzfeed that's what <laughs> i think about this game <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm really i'm digging it so far i think it's a great little console feels doesn't feel like a toy like the wii or the wii u did right that would be one kind of concerned just from when they announced it and had the promos mm-hmm. you're like is does this actually feel like it doesn't know, actually stuff feel that like clips on made... and clips off yeah that like if they mess that up it just fe- could feel just like rattly and like poorly made mm-hmm. that was one of the thoughts i had but i'm glad to hear that is not the case it, what i mean by like it doesn't feel like a toy it doesn't feel like a kid's toy like mm. with the wii and the wii u it kind of felt like it was straddling mm. the line between like a family console and a kid's console this very much feels like a, a tech toy for adults. Um, not that kind of adult. <laughs> <laughs> Do your kids want to play it? Do uh, your kids play games? How are they? They are still a bit too young for that, right? They're just poking things on an iPad. So one, they're still too young for that. Two, I have not shown it to them. <laughs> this, is, this console only comes out after 6.30 p.m. <laughs> That's very much true. <laughs> um, I have kept it from their view. <laughs> They have their iPads. What more do they want? Yeah. Right. And they have, you know, they play on the Xbox 360, the previous generation consoles. Yeah. Right. They get, they get your hand-me-downs. <laughs> I actually feel kind of guilty about this. <gasps> wow. Imagine them listening to this in years to come and they'll be like, oh my God. <laughs> they are unable to understand it. Dad kept this from us. <laughs> yeah. So if your kids are listening, eventually, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> So you haven't hooked it up to your TV? No. Okay. It's it's actually I play it on portable mode. Um, I just find it like mm, I'd be interested to see what it's like in right. uh, in TV mode. And so usually that's the case. Like if you if you get into like a, a more hardcore game, you have this like tendency to either want to play it on a bigger screen or something like that. But the screen size and the way that it controls, it's it feels right on the on the Switch. Oh, I actually have it here with me. Oh, look at this. Oh, okay. I'm holding it. This makes for great podcasting. So turn on the power. Can you figure out where the power is? (laughs) After I pointed to it. (laughs) Oh, look at this. Featured news. It was a touchscreen as well as a... That's nice. Mm -hmm. Press the same button three times. Yes. Really? 
What's the point of that? Oh, to unlock? Yeah. Okay, okay so instead of a swipe to unlock, right. tap three times to unlock. It's, I think it just makes it faster, so you don't have to actually touch the screen. You can press any mm. button three times. Kind of smart. Mm, sort of. <laughs> and plus, if you're a kid, you can't read that shit. So. That's true. <laughs> Good luck, Sam's kids. <laughs> Album. Nintendo eShop. News. Okay, let's read some news. Oh, get the party started on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> This is great news. Put the volume up so that people can actually hear oh. some of the tidbit sounds. You so desperately want to point out where that is, don't you? Okay, oh, there, I found it. <laughs> Do you want to... Here, I'll I'll start the game for you so you can just, like walk around. Oh, my God. Okay. This is a live playthrough. Oh, okay. That's how I move. Oh, no. Oh, I see a horse. Oh, I'm walking over a bridge. Okay, I'm walking towards a horse. I'm going to ride this horse. Oh, shit, I'm riding a horse. Okay. Oh no, just got off a horse. Ooh, press A to mount. <laughs> oh, I can't get past this tree. Having trouble moving past a tree. Wait, why are you going that way? No, don't go that way. About to walk into a ravine. Oh. Okay, there we are. He's moving. I think you can do this. Boredom levels reaching critical. <laughs> oh no, okay. Yeah, I'm done. I fell off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Nintendo Switch. Sam loves it. I still need to be convinced. But I think... I think you're able to like pretty freely and, and accurately control a horse. the main character around. All right, the horse is actually. I'm glad hard you didn't see steer. that. Hard, yes, yeah, steer is the right word. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm just waiting for Mario to come out, and then we'll see. Yeah, that should be good. Do we have a release date for that? April. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. April something. So yeah, let's reconvene. We can do a live playthrough then of the Mario. <laughs> we shall. But yeah. There are there are some things that I really want to point out in regards to this Zelda game that uh, I'm going to be pointing out in story mode. Oh, what a tease. Have you been playing Stagehand? No. Great. You told me not to play it. I, you said you would look at it. I, w- I did could, look at it. And then you didn't play it. And then I didn't play okay. it. Okay, good. The logo is really terrible. It is. It's sort of really awkward. Um, yeah. It doesn't look like anything like the game. No, agreed. Yeah. It doesn't look compelling at all. Have you uh, have you completed Hidden Folks yet? No. Mm. That is a tedious game. <laughs> I just look at it. I think it's gorgeous. But it's just such it's a gorgeous game. but tedious. Yeah. It's pretty much like me. That's what I put on my dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. Good show. Yeah, great. Ship it. Shut up. I'm not usually fond of scary games. They usually scare the crap out of me. The last time I played a really scary game was PT, and that left me thinking about the game for days, unable to get some of the images out of my head. But I decided to do another thing. I decided to try another game, this time Resident Evil, and see what it took to actually play the first hour of the game. And that's what this show is going to be about. It's going to be about taking a look at some of these games in depth just for that first hour. So let's get into it. Here's the first hour of Resident Evil 7 Biohazard.
You're set into the game of what looks like a home video of someone talking to you and then someone you might care about. Hey baby, I just wanted to send a quick hello and I love you. Oh, good news, I'm gonna be coming home soon, yay! One of the first things I noticed is how the animation of the face is completely unnatural and a bit grotesque. This could be the part of the creative direction to make everything a bit grotesque, but I decided to put down my defenses and go along with it. This is someone I care about. Oh, I gotta get back to work. I love you, Ethan. I miss you so much. I'm sending tons of kisses. Bye, baby. It turns out it's your wife, and you, or rather the character I'm controlling is Ethan, and he's on the hunt to find his wife that's been missing for the past three years. Hey, it's, uh, it's Ethan. Oh, hey. You alright? You just disappeared the other night. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's Mia. She's not dead. She's alive. She, she's back. They found her? How? What happened? I don't know. Look, I, I don't know how, but she's back. She's back somehow. Maybe it's a prank, but she wants me to come and get her. Where is she? Dolby. Dolby, Louisiana. You arrive in Delvey, Louisiana, a fairly realistic name of a small town in the middle of America, and start walking on a country road next to a marsh towards what looks like an abandoned house. This is the place. The lack of a HUD here really made the experience. As you're playing the game, there really isn't anything that's shown that displays your health or how much bullets you have or which items you're carrying in your inventory. Those are all sort of hidden away. You simply see what the character is seeing. Except for the indicators which tell you which objects are interactable. But I almost wish that these indicators weren't visible throughout the entire game. But I imagine that that would probably make the game extremely time-consuming to an avid gamer who would most likely check every single thing, or a little bit too difficult for people who's never experienced a game like this before. Alright, door just closed on me. The first 20 to 30 minutes were really well spent in building up the atmosphere. You find creepy pictures in the house, news clippings of random, monstrous occurrences, and there's constant sounds of wood creaking throughout the house, like someone is walking around on the floor above you. Also, the grittiness and the filth of the house has just really got to me. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Cockroaches oh, all over. Fuck! Is there any way that I can actually close that back? Because that is so gross. You get a bit of a reprieve as you find a video of a group of people that have encountered the house previously. This I thought was very cleverly done. You watch what seems to be an uncut recording of a local small-time haunted house show, but instead of observing and simply watching the video, you take control of the cameraman. Oh, 
Where did you find this guy? Give me a break, Pete. Hey, I only work with professionals. Speaking of which, make sure the sound is right this time. I don't want a repeat of Amarillo. That was two fucking years ago. I don't do ADR. I'm feeling it. Again? Just don't be surprised. The entire portion of the section of the game continues to look like the recorded video, like the found footage, so there's immediately a sense of safety. Kind of like whatever is happening in this portion of the game isn't really happening to you. Also, you're accompanied by two other people that are constantly chatting, which makes you feel safer. Another worthless fucking shithole. Happy? Ecstatic. Are we rolling? All right, let's go. <clears throat> Get out of the way. It's locked. After you. But the feeling of safety doesn't last long. Why are we in hell this time? Andre, what do you think? Andre? Andre? Andre! Clancy, you see where Andre went? What the fuck was that? Did you hear that? Andre? Where the fuck is he? You eventually watch the grim fate of the team. Oh shit. The video you just watched also cleverly indicates a secret passage that people opened up right before they got killed. So of course, this is what you have to do. Doesn't seem like I can go back up there. Yup, I am screwed. Yep, treading in water, what looks like shit water, is hella creepy. Dead body. Fucking hell. To my surprise, this is where you find Mia. Mia. Oh, thank God I found you. It's me. It's Ethan. Ethan? Ethan? Are you alright? You shouldn't be here. What do you mean? You contacted me. No. No, I wouldn't. Did I? But of course, something is wrong. Did anyone see you? Did he see you? He? Who else is here? What the hell's going on? Daddy's coming. We need to go. Daddy? We need to go now! Where are you taking me? Someplace safe. Are you gonna tell me what's going on? Baby, you've been gone three years. By the way, three her years. hair looks fabulous. 